Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is episode 100. The Exorcist. How are we doing, guys? All good. Have we got Larry with us tonight? Hello, hello. Yes. Hello. You in? Hello. Myself, Kev. Um, I just a couple of things I want to say. Um, obviously, episode 100, I didn't think we'd get there. Certainly didn't think that when we started it. So just thank the original guys who used to come on with Steve, who did the very first episode, and Paul with his dragon, and also Graham, who was drunk most episodes. <laughs> you listened back. So thanks, guys. You know, without them, we wouldn't have got to this point either. So, but yeah, 100 episodes. And tonight it's The Exorcist. First watch for anyone? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I, I think this might be my fifth or sixth watch. Oh, nice. I, c- yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, to be fair, I didn't even plan this. I've just realised. Oh, shit. I, I mean, that... that... Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't even oh, plan it. This is obviously a plan. <laughs> no, no. I literally was like, what film are we doing? Look <laughs> in the mirror. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. Nobody. How exciting! Sorry, it doesn't that justice, does it? No. That went straight into the uh, the excitement, didn't it? Not like mm. the movie, which uh, takes its time. I, I watched it last night with my 14-year-old. I thought he was ready to watch it, and he wasn't scared at all. Oh, I think I was genuinely scared the first time I watched it. Anyway. And when was that, Kev? <sighs> In the 80s. Um, probably about 88. Probably about the same age, actually. But that, well, that's that's probably the interesting thing about this film is that, obviously, um, I I feel like even when when I watch it now, I don't find it scary as much as disturbing, um, and I wonder if that's just because like no one had really seen anything like The Exorcist when it when it came out, which is often yeah, yeah. rated as the. I still the scary I still film. find it like I don't find it like scary as in like I get scared from it, but I do still think it's scary. Mm. I do think it's one of those films that really does hold up, that it gives you the bit of the creeps. Yeah. Like it's, you know, if you're sat by yourself watching it, like, I don't know, at, at dead of night and you have it on, mm. it's not one of those you can just kind of be like, oh, whack it on. You're just there like, that's a bit fucking creepy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more keeps creepy than skin marink. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I agree that the Exorcist is better than Skinner Rink, but that's that's a hard, that's quite difficult <laughs> comparison, isn't it? Well, if you were watching either of them at three in the morning, I think the Exorcist is a totally scarier film. Mm-hmm. Well, Skinner I was waiting for it to start and then hoping it would end. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, Jess is the first watch. Yeah. Did you find it? A bit on the scary side, or no, 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> shit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay, so 1973. Um, it was written by William Blatty, directed by William Freakin. Of, I think he did the French Connection. I've watched that one. I don't think I've watched anything else for his. Um, Ellen Burstyn is Chris. Well, this is where I can't even read my own writing. So she played Chris. <laughs> Linda Blair is Reagan. So everyone knows who that is. Jason Miller as Father Damien. It cost twelve million. That's someone at the door for you, Jess. Um, There's <laughs> cars outside. At box office at the time, I think up to seventy-four. I think it did one hundred and twelve million. Um, but up until two thousand nineteen, it's done four hundred forty-one million. Nice. It's, it's, uh, made made some money. What are we thinking on Rotten? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, considering it's a classic, I would say it would be rated quite highly. Um, it's sometimes hard to predict, though. So it's sort of, uh, <laughs> Dad said he was 67 years old Ooh. when he watched the premiere of The Exit. I, I, I don't believe Damn. that. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Because what that would make him like a hundred and yeah, oh, yes, they live, they live quite a long time in Sweden, (laughs) (laughs) fairly good lives. So, that fresh air they got over there, right? Yeah, yeah. it's lovely to have Dan back anyway. Um, Mm. he was off traveling the world, I think. Um, so yeah, it was 84, Mm. so that's pretty decent. Now, we did speak about maybe having a kind of what worked and what didn't work on this film. I think just a little change of direction, maybe. Give it a bit more structure. I don't know. I think we did pretty well with it all, to be honest. But um makes my life easier. So, guys, if we were just about just you know speak about what worked, I think that would be best. Then we can slay it afterwards. Um, so, I, I found for, for its time, it... You know, there wasn't a lot more out in the mid, you know, 1970s, 74. I don't know what. You had your hammer horror and stuff like that, but this is a little bit more satanic, you could call it. Um, yeah, it was certainly different for its time. Um, and was it banned as well? Did it get banned? Your people were like, people, I, I don't know if it got banned, but I know that there was like, when it was released in theaters for like the first couple of showings, a lot of people yeah. were coming out like and fainted and were like, Oh, it's too distressing. It's, mm. it's shocking. Um, and it got like a lot of more pu- publicity because of that, which more people wanted to then go and see it, which I guess then spurred the extended cut, which we have because yeah, that's, that's that... the one I watched. Yeah. The, yeah. the two hour 15 or whatever it was skin. Marin, skin Marink had something similar as well. People were just falling asleep in it, apparently. <laughs> I suppose so. You imagine the, ex- the extended <laughs> nap edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's interesting, I mean, with this film, um, uh, it was actually part of my university dissertation, um, at least in part of this film, was that it came out. Oh, during, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it came out during the New Hollywood uh, movement in America, where... Um, Basically, the Hollywood film industry was going to a kind of economic collapse. And so they had a system where they had lower budget productions, um, which garnered higher, uh, um, higher gross. Um, eventually, that ended when 
Steven Spielberg brought out Jaws and George Lucas brought out um, uh, Star Wars. But there was a, a crucial time where uh, filmmakers were being very innovative um, in sort of uh, genre movies. And The Exorcist was, I mean, there's also obviously with the gangster movie, there was Francis Ford Coppola and The Godfather and um, uh, various, um, Bonnie and Clyde with sort of gangster movies as well. Um, but Exorcist was seen as the sort of like the horror um sort of experiments in horror within that kind of uh, movement and so um it was also in the sort of thrust of the kind of alter era of um hollywood filmmaking so william freakin was like a he was a very i think a very obsessive meticulous and ridiculous <laughs> um f- filmmaker at times but i think that really carries off and i was watching it and I, again i've seen it a few times and I, I always get a different reaction from it, um, usually. I mean, I remember, I think the second or third time, I think the first time I watched it, I didn't find it scary at all. Um, second time, I found it scarier. Third time, I was annoyed at it because there were various things. But I was like, "What's what, what, why is that there? What, what, why, what, why, why does it start off in northern Iraq? What's going on, for fuck's sake? Can we talk um, about that in a bit as well? Because I just need that explained. What, no, yeah, northern Iraq, yeah. Northern Iraq, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but it, but it's but that's but that's what. Um, but but I think overall, it's uh, after this latest time that I've watched it, I've sort of realised how, you know, regardless of whether it's scary or not, it's just so well made. Yeah. Um, to, to the point where I'm just like, oh, why can't, why can't like more horror films just do exactly mm. what Freaking did. And it's just, and it's, and it's, it's funny um, watching this after you know we've done a lot of the Conjuring movies, which you know have very, similar, very similar themes, um, stories, and obviously we're very heavily inspired. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but, it, but it's interesting because obviously we, um, uh, I mean, you weren't here, Larry, last week, but we did. Um, what was it? An- Annabelle comes home. Oh, you would love that, Larry. You would Annabelle, come, <laughs> Annabelle comes home again once yeah. more for the fifth yeah. time, just once. And it's, and it's funny. I mean, because I, I, I think we're all complaining about the fact that it took about an hour twenty for it to get started, um, really. Um, and then I was watching Exorcist, and it, it, Exorcist has, um, you know, it, it takes a takes its time, but because Freakin's so good at building tension and dread and um, just putting in weird images uh, within the narrative. Yep. It really works that he builds it up that much. Um, and I think, you know, and, and more than most horror movies, actually. And, and actually, uh, watching it this time, I, I realised that if you sort of, I don't know, put all the horrible bits together, I'm not sure if it would span more than about 20 minutes of the film, yeah. probably. Um, but I think that that makes it so effective um and obviously i've seen these uh, i i kind of regret the fact that a lot of the scenes in it i'd seen before from things like you know 100 scariest moments or stuff like before mm. i'd watched the film the first time I, i'm kind of annoyed that i didn't get to experience them you know all, all, all at once at the same time or whatever um but regardless the the images are still very striking um and that's what I kind of take from it really and it's that it's that kind of level of um disturbance that i think still stays with you in next i'm not saying i wasn't scared or i was scared i was still scared in certain parts but i think that that level of disturbing and of, of things not being quite right there's a kind of sort of 
almost a proto lynchian aspect to it in that there are things sort of disparate elements that happen and you, there's no explanation for them and it's quite and that's quite freaky in itself as a sort of distorted reality about it that i quite i quite enjoy i remember watching this film not the age i was but it was when i was really young and we had it on an old vhs tape and i wasn't allowed to watch it for the longest time and then one day i think my dad was just like oh he's seen the thing fuck it <laughs> put it on that sounds great oh honestly so many horror films um loved it but yeah i remember the first time remembering that i was scared by it um and i think but i think that goes hand in hand with um kind of what Ewan was saying in that as i've got older and i watch it I actually do think that like the likes of A24 and directors who have gone into A24 have taken a huge note from that film of scary doesn't, you know, it's kind of like the opposite of what James Wan does. Like James Wan <laughs> goes, I don't need a story. Bap! Yeah. <laughs> Here's a jump scare. Bap! <laughs> Whereas this film, I think, is more, I did, I'm not going to say like now I find it terrifying because I don't but I do think that it's creepy, but I think that's because of the elements of the story. Um, and a prime example to me, which I could, we can go into when we're talking about what's wrong with it, um, or what's what, sorry, what, uh, an example that we can go into what I think's wrong that this film gets right is that with the whole, oh, we need to get a priest in, it's not shoved in the film in a way where it's like, oh my god like we have to turn to the church and oh, yeah, you know yeah. it's done in such a way where it's like if there's like almost like a last hope sort of thing and i yeah. like how how they deal with they don't just go oh my god she's possessed they go through the whole yeah. she's got she might have mental issues she might have she might be ill she might be sick with some form of disease oh we need to run tests and it's yeah. all when all hope fails that it's like then you get yeah. the oh, we have to delve into that. And I think that that works really well because it's you have those two storylines like kind of coming together slowly to collide. But the film isn't just that. I think, in fact, the two priests, when they actually join together, that is a very short period of the film in that it's maybe like 20 to 30 minutes maybe of the film. Mm. And But it's done so well. And obviously the visuals and stuff. But... Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's just one of those films that I think um obviously has inspired a lot more, but I also which I'll go into more is I think one of the things I think it does has not so much the film itself, but one thing that's such a shame is that it's almost you like hitting a bullseye the first time in my opinion, and then people go I can hit a bullseye and you go great, give it a go and then they they miss the board completely. Yeah. Um which is what's happened with all the whole, you know, like um, the last exorcism, the last, <laughs> last exorcism, the exorcism yeah. that became before the last exorcism. Sort of <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Dan's just written uh, Max von Sydow almost got to be 100 years old. It's all in the Nordic Fresh Air Children. That's that's another, you know, very strong point of uh, the film is Max von Sydow's. But he actually died a, a few years ago, I think. Um, he, I think one of his last roles was actually on Game of Thrones as um, the Three Eyed, the Three Eyed Raven. Um, I think. Yeah. In, series five or something but Swan Cedo, i mean this is another thing that's sort of crucial to the new hollywood movement is that all the all the directors were heavily influenced by uh, european cinema and uh, max von Cedo was like one of the main stars of ingmar bergen's film again a, a very famous um, swedish director 
um and he was always the guy i mean he he most famously played an, a knight who played chess with death in the film called uh, the seventh oh, Seal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a kind of um and he's played you know various other roles in bergman's films but there's the, that that's the one that sort of um is most famous but i like the fact that they they, they do age him in the exorcist um they do age max von Sydow, but it's kind of it's kind of a perfect he gives a sort of perfect sort of almost uh largely restrained performance to a certain degree but it's kind of you really believe him and i and i think again that that sort of shows how much the european influence was on there yeah. so he was in iraq at the beginning is that right yeah yeah northern yeah. iraq um yeah. Well, really he was fine. he was he was searching and he wasn't found he? he found well he was he was searching essentially like not not i don't think entirely that he was like oh i'm going to intentionally find it but he eventually finds this relic which i guess is is in the embody the embodiment of yep that's why i wanted to find it he was like where's that relic with that huge ass cock that's what my son said what boys just comes up on the screen just whoa that relic's got a huge wang no, but yeah, <laughs> I think I think the relic in, in, is the embodiment of the demon, um, or at right. least because because again, one thing I think that's quite interesting in this film, um, which I'm sure someone will correct because it does for me it goes into interpretation, uh, but I quite I I quite I quite like how they don't give you a full on answer as to why or how she is possessed there's not a scene where she's in the attic and you see a light go into her and she's there going like it's just they imply it so greatly i think where it's like oh what you're playing with oh ouija board yeah why are you playing with that oh i found it do you want to play with it oh i've been playing with this and and you immediately go in your head you're like well that's how but there's no dramatic yeah oh god she's suddenly like clicking her neck it's all so subtle in that, that but that's another thing think. yeah i mean that that's another thing i i noticed only this time around is how dreamlike the film is um and it's kind of because obviously because it's interesting how it starts I, I i i didn't realize actually until this time that the first shot of the film is actually outside the building in georgetown or outside the the house where, where you know the exodus happens and then it kind of cuts or dissolves to uh, it's i think it's a a religious statue and then it yeah. goes into northern iraq and you've got yeah. these weirdly disparate images sort of like you know um uh, dissolving together and to me that that sort of adds to the sort of um the nightmarish element of the film and obviously you've got the scenes in northern iraq which i actually i actually like much more this time around because i think it does set up that um almost surreal quite weird quite eerie aspect of of things <laughs> sorry. sorry i can't believe that i've just seen <laughs> just, just saw the prime the prime yeah. what, Je- what jess has put on no, I'm, I'm waiting to get I'm waiting to get to Jess. I'm so <laughs> looking okay. forward to it. I can't so Jess, believe that. So Jess, could you could you tell tell our listeners and our and our what yeah. viewers what 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 you just put into the can chat? You, can, can you also read so, it from the top to bottom, oh, please? Yeah, here we go. You want <laughs> okay, me to so read my it? messages oh. I put in the in oh, the private Jess. chat say, uh, "I think I watched the wrong one. Definitely didn't watch this one. I watched the third one by accident." <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great film. 
<laughs> I, oh my god and nothing you were saying was relating to what i watched i was like this is weird oh, and then i just googled it and was like oh i gave her the back there. just put the wrong disc in haven't you dude yeah i blame my dad because the first disc when <laughs> i opened it <laughs> to be fair i could just see what it said the exist and i read on there and checked <laughs> so i put it in and just presumed yeah. You must have been so out, confused. You must have been so confused. But what I was about, like, yeah, this but... is so boring and like, <laughs> yeah. what's happening? Yeah, but... It's not scary. Doesn't it have a title? The titles come up and say, yeah. is... Do you know that trailer at the beginning must have confused you when I played? Yeah. That's what made me start thinking. <laughs> I just love the fact that you must have got like even a quarter of the way through being like, I don't fucking get what's going on. No. <laughs> No, Chad I don't. talking about past experience. Like, do you remember that oh. time I was? Yeah, Zodiac Killer. I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what am I watching? It starts in Northern yeah. Iraq. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was like, did it? Was I really not paying attention? <laughs> so did I miss yeah. all of these scenes? <laughs> the extended oh. edition adds so much. <laughs> it changes the whole <laughs> film. Yeah. Great, Jess. Okay, so, so we can't uh, really involve you. Team, no. Like. <laughs> See you later. Fine. She's two, yeah, yeah she's two now. films ahead. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know how it has nothing to do with it, is it? The third one? Nothing at all, I don't think. Jess can tell us. <laughs> I don't think it is. No, I don't. I haven't dared so. breach. Not like the second one. The second one is terrible. We've all I seen personally that, think the sequels are shit. I like, like the third are. one. Was the one doing the sequels? No, God, please. I prepped one... for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't one of them directed by William Peter Blatty, who wrote the first one? Might be the third one. I'm not sure. Oh, that's a shame. I don't know if it was. Then I fuck literally me. was just like googling Exorcist Zodiac Killer, and then I saw it come up with yeah. Zodiac Three. I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> Zodiac Killer. No. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's Good great. Uh, Hundred episodes. Winning. Yeah. Well, not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <I'm> <laughs> Try not to ruin. I'll try. We'll try not to ruin See, it for what, you, I what, guess. Yeah, what I should have done. What I should have done, Jess. Mm -hmm. So, right. A twelve-year-old yeah, girl is possessed by a mysterious me. entity. Her mother seeks to help of two priests to save her. So if I put yeah, that, that up, didn't, that didn't happen in what I watched. Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough. <laughs> I love it. I, I thought you didn't put it up because I thought I thought like you know because most people know the story of the Exorcist. <laughs> I, I I thought I thought when you wrote in the group chat, I think I watched the wrong one. I thought you meant more like I didn't like it, like oh I've watched a different film. But then your next one, it's a definitely didn't watch this one. Oops, I was like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one hundred. Oh well done, Jess. I know. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you must yeah. have been confused when people were calling it the best horror movie of all time. Well, and yeah, also, like, and also, <laughs> and also, the scariest movie of all time. And yeah, you watched printed. the third one. There is well, a scary. So, yeah, that doesn't make thing. sense. That there is a good scene. Sense. Yeah, I was going to say this image on the bloody hoodie must. You must be like, what <laughs> again, is so going much. on? Again, one of the most iconic images yeah. in, in cinema. <laughs> I don't I remember that. that much attention to a film, to be honest. Because it was so bad. Maybe these things happened when I wasn't looking. Like, <laughs> well, we look forward to your rating at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be rating Exorcist three. Um, <laughs> anyone's interested? Oh, oh, you get to hear episode one hundred. Get two reviews in one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, director's cut. Who watched that? 
Yes, yes. obviously not. I yeah. don't think so. Uh, How much extra was in there? I know there was. There's bits and well, pieces. Like a spider or something. Yeah, the yeah, crab walk backwards. Yeah, yeah, down the down the stairs. That wasn't in the original because I think in the they in when they originally shot it, um, there were wires and stuff that they couldn't CG yeah. out. And so when the extended cut came around in about 2000, they managed to CG out the wires and it looked. Yeah. It, it, it looked she had good. like a because I remember was I don't know if it was in uni, but I remember it might have been in college. But I remember we had to watch. They had the original clip, and she had like a belt like harness on right and it had wires or something and like you said they couldn't because it was a contortionist okay. um who had like a face mask or so, or something like that on because that's that was another interesting thing just as a bit of trivia there's a lot of shots where because the actress was quite young they had a much older actress with a face mask um because of all the makeup doing a lot of scenes where um she was either being like, you know, being sick or like, you know, like certain scenes. Yeah. Well, no, ironically, I, like, ironically, there are scenes like, obviously, sorry, Jess, I know you, you, this won't make any sense to you. Um, but there's like that scene, obviously, which I think is, I think is a great scene in the film, but obviously, um, spoilers. Um, but after the first British mate is, is killed by, by her and then obviously there's that very dare i say iconic scene with a cross um yeah. and then she um turns to the mum after you know doing what she does let's just put it that way and then speaks in his british voice and then it's like you know you know what she that, did you that your hunting <laughs> daughter yeah. but it's so but it's so <laughs> creepy at the same time where you're okay, just like if it. you were the if you were if you were in that scenario you'd just be like i'm tripping I'm high. <laughs> it's, it's one of my, it's, it, I, I was thinking about that scene because I, 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 I mean I love the shot as well where it's it, it's 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 when she turns her head, isn't it, to like sort of yeah, yeah she spins her whole reason. head yeah, and, and she and she says you know you're hunting you know you know what she did and I I was wondering about this today like throughout the day I was like what did she do <laughs> and yeah. I, mean, I was just like what did she do what did she possibly what? is it the masturbation or is it is it something else and is obviously it, people yeah isn't it um, isn't it that sh I mean maybe I've got this wrong but. They all she threw threw him out the window. Yeah, well, that's the again, same. Well, well, it's the same was, death, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, again, this is the thing that is is great about the film is they don't actually show. Yeah, no, happened. yeah, ex exactly. It's always um, implied of like you don't see what she, you get like some implication as to like what she's capable of towards the end. Yeah, but that's what I think is more scary. Hence, why I said at the beginning, I think A two four and the likes of directors who like you know Ari Aster and Robert Eggers have really taken that on in the sense of oh yeah we'll leave it to the audience to kind yeah. of make their own I, I tell you that's that's another thing i can't i can't um remember um the name of the editor but the editing this film i mean lots lots of the technical aspects of this film are, are just amazing that's why it's one of the you know best films ever made but it's but the editing in particular is so perfect like just because there's no there's no lingering even though it's a film that's over two hours or the extended cut is over two hours the images yeah. are cut so perfectly to the point where it's like okay because because most people i mean you know we you know we've all kind of tried to make movies and obviously it's a very hard process to get you know a particular image you know set up and everything like that and the temptation when you're editing is to have 
you know show it as much as possible because it took ages to get this but obviously that's not that's not the right you have to do it as little as possible so you have mm. the images right whereas um and with the exodus it does that so perfectly i mean my i think my favorite shot or one of my favorite shots in the film is when i think it's maybe three quarters in when um father Karras, who's the father who's assisting the exorcist um he goes into the bedroom and he's seen a sort of vision of his his dead mum who's there mm. sort of like covered in white and everything like that and again that's only there for like two or three seconds but it's 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 freaky and again it's sort of connected to that and it's the same thing where like m most of the horror films that i find scary or at least um um sort of effective are ones where it is sort of character orientated because you then you're sort of then sort of put into their fears and anxieties and their fears well, and anxieties are yours um, i completely i completely agree with you because there's also the other shot i don't know if you i think this is in the extended maybe not but when he's on the street and he can see down the street and it's his it's his mum yeah the dream but, the she, night but, night but yeah. yeah but then she's got like no audio and yeah. she's just there like shouting and it's that thing and of just like unsettling perfect. like what the fuck's going on and i, I love it that's the type of horror where it's like I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again it, it's what <laughs> it is um i i i do, I do think that's also one of the great sort of um dream sequences in in, in film i think because it's just it's so effective it, it kind of reminds me of sort of like boonwell films as well who's again another sort of surrealist and i think freaking probably borrowed from boonwell in in some respects again as you say it's in a really weird place as well it's like he's mm. he's on a sort of a traffic island in the middle of a sort of new york street and she's like walking up from the subway and trying to shout his name but she has no audio either and then she goes down the subway i mean my interpretation is that she's going to hell or, or yeah, that's kind yeah. of his, this kind of thing um and that was really effective and again that that kind of supports the idea that everything's a kind of a, a, a dream in, in some aspect because it because it, it doesn't it's not too much of a break i think the break from sort of dream into reality is when he sees the sort of necklace sort of um descend in slow motion and then it's got reagan's scream like coming over the thing and then that mm. goes to reagan in the hospital i think um so again it's very sort of effective what these images do and how they're sort of um, put together it's really another another thing that i think the film does perfectly is showcasing if you want to call it the demon um it's so subtle in that you'll be watching a scene where a character is just walking through the kitchen and on one of the uh, counters a face will just appear yeah for two seconds not even not even maybe that a second and this is if i can stress enough that this is my biggest issue with these ghost films that come out today is that the subtlety is missed now because to me that is way more scarier and way more effective than you know annabelle comes home one last time to get her <laughs> breakfast i just i just find that these i find that like i get that subtlety and not a lot of people will like anymore they want like excitement and like oh i want to jump out of my seat but i would argue that this film succeeds in both those ways because there are scenes if you, especially if you're watching it for the first time and you have no clue what you're going into there will be scenes where like you're like oh shit that would that surprised me but there's equally scenes where you can go back and be like i i missed that the first time yeah um i mean i mean that's another thing i mean i watched um uh there was an interview that Mark Kermode gave the the, the, the film critic, and it's Exorcist is his favorite film of all time. And um, he said that part of the reason why it's his favorite film of all time is because he's seen it um, two hundred times, 
and each time you see something different in it and i think that is the key to this to, to this film i think because i've you know i've yeah. seen it six or seven times and I, I i have a different experience every time as well and i think that's this because he <laughs> freaking just blasts so many images that you can't take it all at once mm. um at the same time and again that's that's how great movies are made in many ways because you just get something different each time um i think this is it's a great it's a great film i mean there are uh, are we going to move on to what, what yeah what's wrong i, I with think let's move on to what we think didn't work um Scary movie too. After it took the piss out of it, really, really. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking that as well. Yeah. I was thinking that like, as well. Like scary movie. Like again, the scary movie, especially the first three of scary movie. In fact, actually, I'd say that the the fourth one's all right. Yeah, yeah. Like those films are great in their own aspect of just like because I know the Wayne Brothers did the first two, and then it kind of went in a different direction mm. of them. Um, was it Robert Zemeckis? Am I... No, not Robert Zemeckis. Why am I saying not Robert Zemeckis? Not Zemeckis. That would be Zemeckis. great. Um, <laughs> no, um, the guy who did like Naked Gun, because obviously yeah. they got. Um, but yeah, beside the point, um, this when that second scary movie came out, just like what it did to Scream with the first one, that it doesn't take away from the film. But when I watch it, there are my brain will just go straight to Scary Movie Two, yeah. where it's just like you know where where. Which one's where he's stirring the mashed potato with his hand? Oh yeah, yeah, that's the second. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's the second one. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. so if I, for instance, an, an example is when I was when I watched it uh, when I when I watched The Exorcist when she comes in and she she Reagan pees on the floor yeah. and it's meant to be like a scene of like oh god if you know like it's a very dramatic moment of like she's she's not well. Yeah. But That's scary really movie, well. yeah, 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 and it's like, just and, like, yeah, and it's just constant piss, piss. Yeah. and it's just like, it's like putting her face in it, like you stupid. There's also that moment. That's all that's again because I again I watched Scary Movie two before I saw The Exorcist, I think. And there's a scene oh, where wow. they were during during the Exorcist scene in Scary Movie two um is when they obviously you know power of christ compels you and stuff like that <laughs> and then and then linda uh, not linda the, the, the girl just goes your mother sucks cocks in hell which obviously is a quote from the and then the one, one of them just goes shit and just gets yeah, a gun out yeah, and just shoots yeah. <laughs> 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 or like or, or, or like again like similarly where where like in the film in the exorcist it's like so dramatic because he has we were just talking about those visions of his mum going like he thinks she's going to hell and it's like in the film it's like oh your mother's in the room with us so and so she's like in hell with us and in the exorcist it's like your mother's in the room with us it's like mom get out yeah. of there lift the covers <laughs> up and it's just her it's like you're no fun yeah yeah <laughs> although there was a bit that uh because because i because uh, it was a bit where i i i laughed in in this or in in the actual exorcist um uh, which I hadn't laughed before, but I think because I've seen it so many times, I just found it quite funny. Is when, um, it is when um, uh, Reagan says, "You know, your mother sucks cocks in hell," and that stuff like that. And then Father Karras just just finally goes, "Shut up!" <laughs> and I just I just found that really funny because it was just like he just kept it like composed until that moment, and it's great. Um, I would yeah. say another. I'd say a personal one for me. I don't think it takes away from the film, but I I think that. Um, obviously we know what we're like with extended cuts on 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 this one. I think that the extended cut's the one that should be the go-to, but yeah. I also think that you really have to be in the right mood for this film because if you're not in the mood, I think that that can make people's opinion kind of be like, uh, it was a bit boring. 
like it was slow and it's like well you you have to be in the mood for it um, i also think i also think by sort of i mean just to add to your point it's sort of at least by modern standards i, I don't think people should watch this necessarily as a horror film no i feel no. like just i mean just say it's like a disturbing film about an exorcism which obviously yeah. falls under the character yeah. the category of horror but i think if you don't watch it as a horror film where you expect jump scares every few minutes i think if you let it just sort of like consume you so to speak it's kind of it mm. kind of works from that point of view um put yourself in reagan's shoes what i found a bit weird mm -hmm. yeah go for it, it. well reagan she she's pissed herself um yep jumps about on her bed a bit um or the bed jumps out, sudden, you know yeah. <laughs> was but from that because basically the biggest thing i can see as a parent she's pissed herself and then they've taken her to hospital, stuck her on a bed and strapped her down, given her uh -huh. injection. Um. She's put a nappy on her. So, I, mean, I think it's, it's more than that, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, not, but it's, it's, I just thought there was a lot. Put a nappy on her. Right, oh, right. she's fucking pissed herself. <laughs> you, know I mean? you don't need to give her electro treatment or wherever, wherever no, else she was. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I think that's, it was... that's to do with like the whole, I guess, like the, uh, I don't know if you're going to say the same thing, obviously, but like to me, I get that as like it's going down the route of it's a medical issue or a mental health issue or you know they're trying to tick off all the boxes and as the mum in that film you mm. kind of get her yeah. like from the beginning she's like oh we'll get this sorted and then as it keeps going and going and you, her face starts to deteriorate her, the mum is then like we have to turn i have to turn to an unorthodox method that i would not turn to which is why it works in this film whereas most of these other films go oh my god she's climbing on the wall and her neck is halfway between her legs. Jesus, yeah. call yeah. an exorcist. And then yeah. they have to yeah, go yeah. to the Vatican and usually get the guy go like, I don't I, know if I can sanction this. Yeah, and <laughs> I would say actually that um, I think the scene that doesn't work for me, and I think it's the only scene, although there's one later on that also doesn't make too much sense, but I didn't like the scene where it's the two priests, not, not none of the main ones, but it was the two priests discussing um you know where to get the exorcist from and they're in this big room and they're talking to each other i just thought that film i thought i thought that scene wasn't written very well i think it was just it was just pure exposition to remind you of who the exorcist is he's like yeah. oh yeah it's that guy who we saw at the introduction of the film and i thought that scene didn't really work too well and i wasn't really convinced by it because everything else is quite naturalistic in a weird way um and that, and that again that's part of the genius of the film is that it's sort of brings together sort of naturalistic acting naturalistic setting um and stuff like that but puts like a massive like exorcist uh exorcism in in the middle of it and i think that kind of makes it what, what works but there's also a scene um it's interesting because i watched um there's a great documentary uh called uh, leap of faith which came out a couple of years ago i saw it at the london film festival it's on shudder at the moment which is basically interviewing billy freakin about the production of the the exorcist oh, okay. just an hour 45 of that and it's great because it's sort of it's a video essay almost um of sort of like um as he talks about his influence and stuff you know the, the influences come on the screen and stuff like that but there was one bit which i was interested in where he talked about the almost the sort of penultimate scene in which father Karras kind of absorbs the demon spirit um uh, from Reagan and uh, the demon version of him goes towards Reagan and then the demon like comes out of him and then Father Karras like jumps out the window and that's the ending and then he and then he dies. 
interestingly enough, in this documentary, Freakin says, I don't know what that was. Um, it, and it was a constant argument between him and the writer, William uh, Peter Blatty, um, because... And then if you look and, and if you examine it closely, you realize that it doesn't make much sense because so he absorbs the spirit. For some reason, the spirit demon then goes away and then no longer possessed. Father Karras jumps out the window um, and it's not I mean, again, you, you, you could put this under um, the sort of vague heading of interpretation. And that's that's fine because it, it kind of works within that film. You could say that Father Karras, because of um, things happening with his mother and everything, like felt um, depressed and so he wants to kill himself and that's part of it. But again, you kind of within the lore of it, it doesn't really make sense. And William and William Freakin is, knows that. <laughs> is this, is this, wait, am I, am I being confused? Is this actually, this is in the film? Yeah, yeah. So when... I Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I always, I always interpreted that as the demon wants to go back into Reagan and he stops it. And mm. then that's when he goes to his normal self and he's able to take over and says no, because then yeah. he keeps it in him and then kills himself with, because then the demon yeah. can't. And, and this is the thing is that I think, I think most people interpret it like that. And I think, I think I, I, I also interpret it like that, but I think freaking himself didn't understand why he wasn't constantly sort of, demonized yeah 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 um, and then he has to change to his normal face in order to go go, go out so it, it's an interesting thing because if you look at look at that scene closely um which i'm not sure many people will to be honest unless you know people like us um well, next time yeah yeah <laughs> but it but it's uh but yeah it it kind of it kind of it, it i mean it doesn't it doesn't remove my enjoyment of that scene or, or the film in general but it is a kind of it's interesting when he's been so meticulous about everything else um and and watching Leap of Faith, you realise how mad he is and how mad a lot of the directors at the time were. Um, you know, I mean I, I mean, I think he lost friendships over the film and stuff like that because he wouldn't, um, you know, employ certain people and, and, and stuff like that. And he was pretty sort of crazed. I think there's also a story I read, which was about how, because uh, he had a kind of Kubrickian level of, of meticulousness freaking, where there's an early scene at the start where the maid is cooking bacon and eggs on like the stovetop and apparently it took days to do because freaking wasn't satisfied with the type of bacon that they were using and so it took ages for the like the right bacon to be used i don't know if it's <laughs> that's, that's or not, but apparently that's why true. the film works <laughs> yeah yeah it's only because that bacon that you see yeah. for two seconds it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> you, don't, you don't even realize like your brain just goes your brain ticks and goes oh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean it, i i do think overall i, I think it it works i mean did you have any more larry i i'm trying to think i mean not really i mean my my only criticisms come from what has come after but that's no, nothing really to do with the film mm. um and an example i can give and i think you were there with me when this happened um in uni um for my final film, I wanted to do something that was very like similar in that like it was about an exorcism. Mm. And one of the teachers uh, had said, just just brought me to the side and went, don't bother. And then I was like, why? I was like, well, I really want to do it. It's like, you, you'll never be the exorcist mm. because people will always compare it to the exorcist. Mm. And looking back, I, I'm I have to say, I completely agree. Good old Andy. 
Uh, <laughs> you avoid saying the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why can't you? Why can't you make uh, because, it because, it's individual? Because, no, no. It's, it's a, I I think that there is a way. It, it's the best way is to, to explain it from what I'm thinking is similar to Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that and Friday the Thirteenth and Scream. I mean, Scream is doing exactly what you should do. I think, which is you can take that but you have to add a new spin now for instance with all these exorcism films i mean they did the whole like amadeville horror um you know they did the remake and all that and then and and then they kind of went into the last exorcism and it was all like found footage sort of exorcism films and and the problem was is that it's just so repetitive um a film that i think is it's not great but i think is similar to like i say similar but like at least up there with oh you could watch it and then be like oh, it's all right is uh the exorcism of emily rose yeah I've but heard that but but that's because it's based again on actual facts of the court case i mean most of the film is the court case and it shows you what the family interpreted but then also then what the medical practitioners and also the um the catholic church put forward so it shows you kind of oh well this is the more medical diagnosis this is why she was scratching at the walls but then it shows you oh but if she was possessed what the catholic church like and all that and that's why i get really annoyed with all these films that come out similar to um the conjuring 2 because you have such a great premise there where it's like you could create something like the exorcist again where it's it's creepy and then it leaves you hanging with what was the real story uh, I want to yeah, know but... more, but whereas whereas they don't aim for that anymore, what they're more concerned about is, oh, we need a mil we need to break even or at least go get our returns back, and I think that something like The Exorcist will always remain that like a film that kind of similar to John Carpenter's The Thing because they there's meticulous work that went into it that was I don't think the people on set were very much like. I mean, there obviously were people like producers and stuff, but I don't think most of the people on set were like, we have to make returns. We have to make, they were there going, well, we want to make this shot look the best it can. Yeah. And nowadays with computer technology, especially it's so easy to be like, oh, well, we'll do the music yeah. that goes really low. Guy opens a door. There's nothing there. Then bap. again, and that's it's, not, and it's, that's, it's sad because you just get it all the time. Specifically on that point about the music, I mean, there's very spare music in in the Exodus as well, which really one really track works. basically. Yeah, and again, it, it goes. What I say is that yeah, I, I most uh, as you said, most in horror, especially in the Conjuring movies, is that there's just too much music telling you what to feel. And yeah. Free Kim deliberately says, I, "I want the audience to feel whatever they want to feel, or you know, uh, and let them come to it rather than it, it tell you how to feel." And I think that's key yeah. to it. Um, uh, and I, I I I agree with a lot of what you said, um, and it kind of I don't know. It makes me nostalgic for a time I was never a part of. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, well, because because yeah. because again, like I would rather I would rather somebody go out there and be like, I'm going to try and make something, and it fails. Box office is crap, uh, but people are going. That was a really good film. Um, you know what? Well, fifty fifty or whatever. 
Whereas a lot of the films that are like, oh my God, people are raving. People say that they walked out the cinema shitting their pants. And it's like, oh, what what film was that? And it's like, oh, Smile. The film did it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, fuck off. I, yeah. I have to change my pants when I go outside as well. <laughs> but there's also, uh, to, to, to that <laughs> to that point, um, I think I think it's also interesting now how a lot of those movies, a lot of like exorcism conjuring movies, are sort of on the premise that it actually happened. Um, mm. Now, interesting with The Exorcist is that it's based on a novel, and the novel was sort of loosely crafted from a story or various stories. Yeah, that, the that young, the young, the young boy that was. Yeah, in, young um, boy. Yeah, I can't remember where he actually was, but like the house is completely different. <sighs> yeah, it was in the uh, whole. We would say Maryland, but they might say Marilyn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, in the US. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. But, but I think the, the the interesting with the Exorcist is that it doesn't it doesn't. I mean, it's weird because it's like because it's a very fictionalized tale, obviously, with, with the Exorcist, and it's like trying to take creative liberties, and that's good. Now, the Conjuring universe obviously do take liberties, but because they want to <laughs> put forward this idea that it's true, n- nothing really happens because they want to. I mean, the the main thing. That I noticed from the Conjuring movies, and probably the last thing I'll say on the Conjuring movies in this in this particular book, but is that because it's one of the reasons why it doesn't work is because a lot of the tension is not there because nobody dies, and I think the reason why nobody dies is because they're trying to put forward this idea that this is the truth, and in truth, those the, a lot of the people involved didn't die. So um... I, I I would go a step <laughs> further as well, though, in that, and this will be my last thing on it is that. <laughs> I, I personally think that with those films compared to this one, with this film, you have something that's like, you know, even if you don't know the true story, you sit there and go, can I believe this is actually happening? Like, yeah, there's some, there are far-fetched stuff in it. Like, and there's a lot of imagery where you go, oh shit, okay. Um, but it it's grounded in itself. Whereas I think the Conjuring films, admittedly, that's why I like the first one because it's like, oh, okay, this is the story. We might go a bit over the top here and there, but with this is this is kind of what we're doing. Whereas with the later films, especially with the second one, which is the I fucking hate it, it's because they just sit there and go, fuck off our own story. Here's the jangly man. Here's the nun. Here's the fuck off. Here's the fucking ghost, 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 ghost. And you're just there like, ah, <laughs> and not you, in fear. <laughs> <laughs> James one. Uh, my email is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> although I was quite impressed. Let's with write me it. again. I want to get off. Yeah. I want to, I haven't seen me again yet. Right. Me three. Yang. Me three. Again. That's right. Uh, I I'm I will happily give it a ten out of ten. Happily. Jess. <laughs> it's been muted, so stay muted. <laughs> That's solid two. Solid two. <laughs> yeah. In. What would you give the film based on everything you've heard? <laughs> instead of dnf you know like do not finish is it do yeah. not it didn't start it did not start yeah i think i'll give this one a nine um i'm not as emotionally attached to it as a lot of other people are but i i i, I just can't you can't 
um, argue with how great the filmmaking is and <laughs> how it kind of grips you in that way. Even if you're not emotionally engaged, it, it just engages you regardless. So yeah, nine for me. Can't relate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch the film. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a motto for this podcast. Yeah. You need to watch the film. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 10. Perfect. <laughs> most of it. So. Well, that's the yeah. thing. Like as 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 we said, like as as you and just said, and as Kev's saying, and like as we've all said, it's one of those films that even if you sit there and go, "I just saw my name in the comment. I haven't read it yet." Uh, if if you don't, even if you don't sit there and say, "I I completely enjoy it," you can at least appreciate it for what the the filmmaking. Right. Let me read this. Larry is longing for none too. You can tell by his body language. <laughs> He's gagging. I think for you it. are. Gagging. I think you're absolutely gagging. gagging just, just yeah. give me, give me the none to extended edition. <laughs> Four hours long. Four hours long. Introduce just more fucking ghosts. Make it the Hat Man Boy jingle. <laughs> isn't, there a, isn't there a? Oh, what's the film coming out with that? The Jangly Man. man. The jangly, crooked, 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 in, uh... the jangly crooked, well, no, the jangly crooked, crooked man. The was was um, deleted or, or whatever. But, it was um, yeah, because they thought that um, one would destroy. I their thought box. it was a Hellboy <laughs> crooked man film coming out soon. Um, well, I think there is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's decided. <laughs> yeah, I think there is. Check back in when we review it. <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on to the award-winning part of the show. Dan's hot pick. I'm proud of us, Lawrence. We got it exactly yeah. at the same time. Yeah. I, I went the wrong way first, and I was like, oh, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> A group of friends, Nora, Elias, at Ida, go to the, go to Lake Budom to camp and reconstruct the 1960s murders there. Nice. Why? <sighs> oh, we're back to Reagan. Oh, no, this is trailer. <laughs> I don't think I... I didn't see this one in time. I only saw your Wait. Wow, you weren't here four night ago. Yeah, yeah, but I know you said... Was this... Is this... What's this one called again? Bodon. Lake Lake Bodon. Lake Mongo. Not 90% right. Am I watching Friday the 13th? Yeah, it looks, it like, looks it. like it, don't it? Yeah. It's, the, it's the Michael Bay one. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh shouldn't have gone in the forest. Fucked up. <laughs> a bit dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> right, that was the film. <laughs> that was the film. That was it. Well, that's how it ends. We're probably going to show the end then because it showed everything else. That was the beginning and the middle. Um, I really liked this film. I think there was in Lake Bodom or there was a, there was a murder there in the in the sixties. Um, I don't know what this film's got to do with it, but anyway. So basically, there's a girl. Uh, there's another girl that really likes her, 
Um, they went to a party and apparently the girl had some naked photos of her released that so they all go away camping and two of the girls kill the others basically um that the guys they kill them and then spoilers from 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 <laughs> there on, uh, uh, <laughs> from there i'm not going to tell you anymore because it twists and turns like a twisty turny thing as black adder would say so it's great it's brutal last 20 minutes absolutely brutal i think larry'd like it i think it's right up your street um it's only about an hour 25 so it's it's an easy one and it's great i i don't know what else to say about it but that trailer really does give away a lot of what's going on which pisses me off um yeah good so no one else watched it i presume jess no you you probably watched something totally different <laughs> was there at the cabin in the woods <laughs> Maybe I watched it. Uh, there was a cabin in the woods. Well, yeah, there, there was a cabin in the woods. It's from <laughs> Finland. Um, it's ninety percent rotten tomatoes. I don't think there was a witch, no. So, but the thing with this film, um, there's no heroes. It's like, was it that film with the cabin? There's no the heroes because obviously the people that have been bad, then you know, it is. You're not rooting for anyone, really. Um, I don't think the characters are very likable at all. But it does have a brutal ending and definitely, definitely worth watching. Um, so, yeah. I have a quick question. Dan, if you're listening, have you ever seen a film called Late Mungo? Because if is not, that... that should be your next pick. Because is that Australian? It is Australian. Okay. I'm happy to watch that. But, we love um... Australian films. It's great. I'm interested to know if, if Dan's seen it because if not, um, I'd be interested to know what his what his take on it is. I just I just had in my head uh, this is a ridiculous thing to to think. But my my first thought was, do they have any lakes in Australia? <laughs> well, they clearly do. It's called Lake Mungo. <laughs> I just I don't know. I just never thought of Australia having a lake. I mean, it's a big country. I'm assuming there's at least one, but I, yeah. It's so, right. It's called, it's, and it's called Lake Mungo. <laughs> oh, Ironically, sorry, most sorry, of the film's sorry. set in a desert. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's not even a joke. There we go. It's what Stan said. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Dan. That's, <laughs> that's just slowly, slowly losing it. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So anyway, should we move on to what we've been watching this week? Yes. What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? So Jess, you should start with Exorcist 3. <laughs> the Exorcist yeah. 3, right? So this um, week we watched Exorcist 3, Jess. How was it? <laughs> was there a scary scene in it? You know what? The only point that I jumped wasn't even a point that I think you're really is meant to be scary. Was it in a cell? No, a it's when like she, cell. one of the like nurses or whatever, she goes into the room where the ice is cracking, okay. um, and then the guy jumps up and she screams. That kind of made me jump, but other than that, yeah. it was. Um, I liked the people crawling around on the ceiling. That was kind of that was kind of fun. Uh, chop heads were getting chopped off. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, and then the lightning in the jail cell. 
Yeah, it sounds really subtle. Yeah. It's actually a very good. I'd really like Exodus Three. Such a Exodus Two was so poor, and then Exodus Four or whatever they're called at the beginning. There's there's a new there's a new Exorcist thing this, coming out later this, this year. year isn't it? Yeah, but is it gonna that. be low budget? Like, this is why. I think issue... it is low budget. Yeah, but like I recently saw something come up which said that it was the new Children of the Corn. Like, oh, yeah, that's oh, I'm out, so too. excited. Yeah, no, well, that's the <laughs> so thing. It, for new Children of the Corn. Yeah, it, sh- it came up and it said new, ch- and I thought it was a fake trailer. And it started. And I was like, <laughs> right. I was like, and I was like, oh god, this. I was like, god, this is real. How many like, children of the real. corns are there? There's about, about ten. Nine, there. aren't there? Yeah. About ten, nine. We should do that. Um, yeah, I've never seen Children of Corns. This oh, good. oh the original, the original's fantastic. Everything Stephen else King. is shit. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to put one down. I've watched this week. You guys were meant to show, you know, send me over what you'd watch, and you haven't. So, sorry, curve. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I revisited 1408, 1408, 1408, so you're saying there's no such thing as ghosts? I'm saying I've never seen one. Nothing would make me happier than to experience a paranormal event. Whatever happened? Oh, I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> <Gerald opened bags, laughs> I'm just take the key to 1408. He transcended. In the 95 years of the hotel's existence, there have been 56 deaths in 14. I'm here to put together the Avengers Initiative. 56. No one's ever lasted more than an hour. The first victims to Kevin O'Malley. Cut his own throat. <laughs> And that's enough of that. So, I watched that. I can't remember what version I watched. There's a couple of different endings, isn't there? Um, I think he stayed alive in the one I watched. Um, it's in my top ten, I think, of all time. I don't know if I've, I've discussed this on this podcast before. Can revisit. It's just a great film. It's scary. It's mainly him on his own in that room, getting terrorised. Is any of it real? You know, and it's a great film. Have you you all seen it? I know Jess probably hasn't. I haven't seen it in a while. I I have seen it. It's um, in my top. Um, I'm I'm a fifty fifty. I okay. think for the first half of the film, I completely agree with you. I think the first half of the film is great, and I think the second half of the film is boring. <laughs> but I agree. The first half of the film and the setup, you're like, oh, this is sick. And even just the concept of like, oh, guy in a room and can't leave the room, and it's like, what's actually going on? But then it just trudges on, and you're just like, what's going bit, on? Yeah, I'd say it is a little bit long. Um, it's a book, it's a short story, I think. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, it does go on. That's what happens, isn't it, with these short stories? They just stretch it as much as they can. But um, definitely worth a watch. I can't say too much about it, so I want to give it away. The trailer do that for you. Um, yeah, good one. So, guys, what have you been watching? Harry Larry. Potter Legacy. No, Hogwarts Legacy. Not Harry You've been Potter. playing that, have you? I was going to get that. Is that any good? It's fantastic. Is it? I'm addicted. I'm not a big <laughs> Harry Potter fan. Until now. <laughs> now I know everything. <laughs> um, no, it's good. It's really good. Open world. 
it's basically Skyrim, but in Hogwarts. Okay. Um, looks, good, looks good on your uh, PlayStation or whatever it is you got. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really good, really, really good. I haven't started. Uh, uh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Not on my PC, it don't. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard that. I've heard apparently that the PC version is not running i mean well. to be fair right i played it on shane's pc great amazing i have a brand new graphics card rest of my pc is literally 10 years old so right. it can't handle it um right so i'm gonna slowly start trying to upgrade yeah, stuff yeah. just so i can play hogwarts legacy because yeah it is um you have to buy it on um i'm i meant like 60 hours into the game so i'm start again <laughs> but, oh wait um, you're, you're are you 60 hours into hogwarts legacy it, i haven't it, it got just, very far like yeah, it's just, just it, it's, yeah all right i thought you were gonna say the computer took so long to load yeah <laughs> no because no, i've been playing it between pcs but then my cloud right. didn't sync the other day so now i might have uh, lost some hours i'm not oh, sure but God. um yeah, I get distracted really easy. So, but when I'm playing it on PC on mine, uh, it yeah. kind of does look like I'm playing it on a PS One. Uh, <laughs> so, nostalgic. That. Yeah, the old, the old. Yeah, yeah. I've um, I've I've recently just learnt the first of the deadly curses, Crucio. Mm. So. Yeah, I don't have any of those. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends because, like, they've said. I don't know how much of this is true, and I'm like trying not to look stuff up because I'm just playing it how I want to play it. But apparently, there's like three different endings you can get depending on how you play it. Like, if you, there's a good ending, a bad ending, and then like the legacy ending. I don't know what that means, but I'm thinking if I go around and Avada Kedavra some some people, I think like I might get the bad ending. <laughs> Fuck you, Muggle. <laughs> <laughs> But no, <laughs> it's it's pretty. It is really good. It is really good. <laughs> It'll um, be like the scene in um, uh, the second Modern Warfare um, game where you go through the airport and shoot everyone. <laughs> be like that. Oh Jesus! <laughs> hada, hada, hada. No Russian. Hada. <laughs> oh, oh, Larry Potter. That's great. Dan's just said sponsored by Larry. Larry Potter. Potter. Excellent. Go with that. <laughs> <laughs> next week's hot pick then Lake Mungo Larry is it Mungo Mongo is it Mongo I, I, probably Mungo I think it's Mungo. Mungo Lake Mungo although just don't search anything of it because I when I showed it to somebody else in the past they were like oh, I explained to them myself I was like this is a very brief description of it yeah. um, and they were like oh that sounds interesting and then they searched it up themselves and the description just gave the whole thing away. Like, oh, this happens, and this happens, and if it's pointless, it's very much a guessing game. Um, and it's and and the only thing I'll say to you is, it's a documentary. Okay. Docu documentary film. But it's not in foreign. No. <laughs> I hope. Well, not. it's Australian. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. It's foreign. True. <laughs> just text at the bottom. <laughs> I think everyone did it. <laughs> um, but I don't think I don't think there is actually anything else. I mean, other than literally The Last of Us, which is the yeah, only thing I was gonna. I haven't the, watched all of it yet. The last episode. The 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 
the most recent episode, which I won't obviously go into in spoilers or anything, but I just yeah. thought was was great. Um, I'm I'm getting really weirded out though by like all these comments that are like, and and I believe one came from uh, someone in there, which was like um, about all the comments to Ellie. Like I like I I fully get that she's not the Ellie. Oh, that's, sorry, mate. Yeah. through the... I don't like her. No, but like the thing is, is like I fully get that she's not the Ellie that like people who played the game are used to. And I even I was the exact same before I started the series because I was like Pedro Pascal. I think they had showed enough of him in the trailer where I was like, that's his Joel. Um, but you didn't really see a lot of Ellie, so I was a bit like concerned. Will she pull it off? first two episodes i was like yeah no this is this is ellie but it's it's a different interpretation but yeah, it's, it's her it's, version it, of ellie. yeah yeah and i was like great but there are comments i saw a comment um on the trailer for next uh this monday's episode saying like like oh i can't get i can't get used to this um to belly bella ramsey's Bella-Ramsey. um um interpret like uh acting of of um of ellie her forehead's too big you could fit something like this on it i was like yeah what i was like what if that's seriously what's taking away from your enjoyment then fuck me like just go play the game yeah exactly change it for the second series why (laughs) she's really she's really decent she's really good she's really good yeah yeah and i I what don't you like about her what don't you like (laughs) 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 you read my comment larry oh my god Someone in with a smaller forehead, it'd be perfect. <laughs> Can they CGI or a forehead? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I just it didn't sit well. That's all. I, I don't know what it is. But... Are you? Have you only? You haven't seen the most recent. She's one, about right? twenty six in real life, isn't she? No, she's. I think she's about nineteen. I think she's. Yeah. But she and looks. How... She looks fairly young. I, I, I yeah, she does look very young. young. Yeah. That's the thing. Have you? Have you not? Older. Have you not seen the most recent episode? But you're caught up with. I'm halfway through it. That that's direct from the game, isn't it? I think. What the oh. most recent episode? Yeah. It's kind uh, of, it, I it's remember 50, a lot of that. It's I fifty. Remember 50. a lot of that in the game. Yeah. It's fifty-fifty. The whole stuff with Henry and Sam. Um, yeah. yeah. Is like with Henry and Sam, and their their like journey is very much the game, but like. But the their, way but their they, connection. Their connection with like the the sort of community. Yeah, um, yeah, it's that's, not. That's, that's in this. That's just the series. Um, but I think I think that's what they're doing so well with this series mm-hmm. is that every time I watch it, um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I can make, make you all part characters. Well, that'll be fun for next week. <laughs> I'll change our names. Yeah. I'm glad I got Larry Potter. I think I, I I'm off easy <laughs> with that one. <laughs> um, well, there is there is a character in the Harry Potter books called Ewan. I think it's called Ewan Abercrombie. I think he put gets put into Hufflepuff. Um, that's all I know. Yeah. But yeah no, Lapp- I thought I did. I thought <laughs> I had that in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. The the last the last of us recent episode I thought was fantastic, and I also thought uh, without spoiling anything, but I just thought. What they did to utilize um, the infected, 
was yeah, was God, was, was so was so good because I think I think a lot of people have been saying like where is that like why is it and I, I don't I have wondered it myself but it, I've never sat, sat there and gone oh this is shit because of that but I have been sat there like I wonder if they're gonna do something that just kind of blows out of the water and me and dad watched it and both of us at the same time were just like holy shit like what that's a perfect that. yeah what a perfect way to but that's do an, that. yeah exactly and I, I think that I, I think it works with the um it, it it resembles the game as well in that there are long stretches where you don't see zombies yeah in the you game don't yeah and you just interact with the people but the way in which the zombies just come back is just yeah. I, it, 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 I mean, it's fucking scary. I mean, you know, when, yeah. when you're watching in the middle of the night with the lights off and everything, it's just sort of, oh god. And then you know, the bloater comes out. <laughs> it's just like, well, I, I didn't oh, realize. I've seen a bloater yet. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I didn't I was even trailer. Re- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I watched the trailer. I, um, I, I didn't even realize as a last, last added note. I didn't realize that the actor who is playing the um, main, like the antagonist woman. The actor who's playing her right hand man is Tommy yeah, from the games. Tommy and, uh, Literally yeah. saw the end credits and saw his name and went, "Fuck me!" I can hear it now every time he spoke. But mm. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see because I know um, Ashley Johnson is in it, and I know that yeah. Troy Baker is mm. going to be in it. So I'm interested to know where they're going to show up. Um, okay. So interested, but that, that's all for me. Do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, was, I, I, I have seen the series, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. So okay. put that aside. That comes oh, out next week. <laughs> <Yes, you're interested. laughs> Something good is coming out next week. Um, uh, but I also watched um, The Law According to Lydia Poet, okay. which is a new Netflix series. Um, uh, it's an Italian series. Um, it's, it's basically like a procedural law drama, but set in the 19th century um, with this woman who is the it's sort of loosely based on a, on a true person, on a real person. So Lydia Poet was like the first um, female um, lawyer in Italy. And it's basically like almost like a, it's done like a procedural law drama, but with her at the center as about her sort of battling against the kind of, you know, the patriarchal structures of it all. And she's just sort of trying to break through, but it's a really sort of, I've been trying to get into a lot of sort of period dramas and then stuff like that. And I really, I really like the kind of sort of almost modernist ones where it's like, it's like they put like modern music in it and they put they like fill it with sex and stuff like that and i, I just like I, I just love the uh, when period dramas do that because sometimes you can watch period drama especially one that if one was made like before 1990 and you could be so bored at how stuffy and sort of rigid everything is because i think it gives a kind of false view of what the before times were like sure um broader society and the systems within those societies like called for you know no sex before marriage and you know stuff like that but i reckon behind the scenes it's been you know as debauched as as, as most other periods are that's why law of lydia uh, law according to lydia poet is quite is really is really fun drama because it just um it's just her breaking through and it's um no it's really fun um i'm trying to think what else i've watched oh yeah i watched um uh, extraordinary or extraordinary on um on disney plus which is a i i i'm always a bit sort of skeptical whenever i see the word superhero um in anything nowadays because i'm going through a kind of fatigue at the moment um because like so many things got so superhero stuff in but this is a superhero comedy series um and it's a really funny it's basically set in london 
and it's about how um like 10 years previously um everyone got powers by the time they're 18 um and the premise is that there's this one woman who's 25 and she still hasn't got her power yet and it's about her feeling like alienated from society and everything like that. and the and these powers aren't like the usual powers like there's a there's someone with the, the power to turn anything into a pdf file there's there's one there's someone who is like um able to 3d print anything through, a, through was, their ass i was gonna <laughs> ask I, I thought i heard you say that wrong what like <laughs> someone can change anything into a pdf file yeah and yeah. some someone can just so someone it. is basically a 3d printer so they can like print it through their ass it takes them a few minutes but they can and there's, there's this guy who can oh, wow. go through walls but not very well and sometimes he gets stuck inside the wall <laughs> it's a really funny because it's not it's not like the usual thing you'd expect from this kind of series and some powers are just really like like silly and i and i, I quite like that because it kind of takes the piss and it's really funny as well um so i watched that and i finished that it's not um uh I kind of wanted a bit more emotional engagement from it, but there are enough jokes and um, I really enjoyed the ca the characters, especially like there's quite a few like disastrous characters in there. And I kind of like these sort of, uh, I I'm kind of getting to sort of quarter life crisis dramas at the moment um, because I'm, I'm a walking quarter life, cri <laughs> quarter -life crisis to be honest. Um, but it's sort of, um, I'm just really enjoying that aspect of it and trying to like figure out what your life is in your twenties and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's on um, Disney Plus. I think it's uh, eight eight half hour episodes. Um, so yeah, that's about it. Oh wow, that's good. Watch more and I. Have. So, I thought I'd bring in a little bit it's episode one hundred. Thought I'd do some trailer picks. So each week, maybe one of us something that catches our eye. Like last week, I saw the Evil Dead trailer new one thought it was great so let's move on to that then before we break up oh, you bastards why are you torturing me like this why mm. <laughs> that's something i came up with quickly it's best i could do in five minutes um right so there was one called pillow party massacre and you know how i love <laughs> so you know how i love a massacre film Especially the slumber party. So <laughs> enjoy. Here we go. Can I start a boob count? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the trailer, that'd be risky. <laughs> I swear, film like like filming that the film and cinematography course right, well, just ruined how you look at everything for the film now. You were right <laughs> about Carter Fisher. Quickly. Okay. That was fast. Carter? People are gonna notice that we're in here. <laughs> April Fool! Oh, that's nice. It's gonna be a revenge film, isn't it? Yeah. I know my grief isn't worth it. They must have had a lot of money for the copyright of that yeah. Sometimes I do feel like I am completely alone. Do we, in that matter of fact? Oops. <laughs> I come home to try and put my shit behind me, and BAM! Wait, I thought well, that was the girl who... All the girls in Alana yeah. are blowing up my phone to go to fucking Burnt Bridge Lake. Language. Like nothing. <laughs> Does it ever make you feel guilty that you're happy? Yes. Sort of. <laughs> 
I'm surprised Mickey isn't here. Someone should call her. Barb's mom called to tell us that somebody fucking escaped prison, and then we get here and now Mickey's missing. She should have been here before we were. Oh dear. Oh dear. What is happening? Like, I don't know the premise. Like, facing your problem doesn't always mean that you can't. Uh, <laughs> it's a shame that it was, right. it was also oh, a shame it was cut off. <laughs> so Pillow Party Massacre, five girls, five best friends, all haunted by their past mistakes of an April Fool's prank gone fatally wrong. Meet after two years for a summer week long getaway. Now I didn't I'm see guessing. any pillow party. No. Where are the pillows? I think they're gonna be having a pillow party. This is when girls um they apparently girls 17, 18, 19, they just Beat each other up with pillows and stuff. Beat each other yeah. up with pillows. Let's meet for the pillow party. In, in their kind of pajamas, I would have thought. Yeah, that's always so, yeah, that's the regular thing that we do. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and then I would have thought. I'm just getting the gallon. I didn't play, I didn't, in the gallon. Didn't play the like, it's coming up. <laughs> I didn't play the whole trailer. I'm presuming. Someone turns up and people start dying, and to me, that's perfect. I can see that being a really <laughs> that's like a very dictatorial thing to say. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I, I, I really look anything with massacre in the name, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm up for that. I'm up for that. So that looks good. Um, that's by Calvin McCarthy. I think he directed that mutant vampires from the planet Neptune that I raved about before. Hence, why I want to see this one and i think it was it was a beyond one we watched as well um but i'm looking forward to that so can i play one more trailer just some yeah, something else it. that interested me i'd love to hear your views on this one it's gonna be that winnie the yeah there we go <laughs> it's always you know you're the first person i ever shown this place to yeah. why am i so special so many forests was that Peter Robin? Because of the Christopher Robin. That's it, Peter Robin. Famously, Christopher Robin. You and it's because of the budget. You can film in a forest anywhere. Yeah, I know that. Christopher, we need to leave now. I really need to find out what's happened to Okay. Why? Why do you need to find out what happened to them? You've been abandoned by Christopher Robin. My like issue with this is are the abandoned stories. Were the abandoned stories? What's his name? Oh, uh, well, Andy, Andy, Andy. Andy, if Andy abandoned toys, they were just Andy Yelner. That's the next film. It's just Woody and Buzz just fucking. You make a joke about that. They are. You make a joke about that. They've, they've, um, they've announced another one of those. They're making Toy yeah, Story. But five. I doubt they're gonna yeah. kill Andy. Yeah, it's gonna be a massacre. Oh yeah, no, the toys just go for him. It just... <laughs> you left us, Andy. <laughs> How can you have now, a piglet? Now we're gonna fuck you up. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a dead man. It's got this film. Are they people just in masks, or is, they this look like to, or is this meant to be like Winnie the Pooh? I think it's meant to be. I think they're grown-up toys, you know. Who's the blood. pig? I thought that said pig blood or? and horny. <clears throat> oh my god. Oh, that's that's definitely masks. 
Well, of course they're masks. They're not real. Yeah. <laughs> are they? That's no, but what they look my, like. My Christopher issue Robin, it. now a they're young really man, lucky. has left Winnie the Pooh and Piglet to fend for themselves. As time passes, feeling angry and abandoned, the two become feral. So yeah, but they look like men just in like masks. masks. But who was he but hanging I, out I, with? I, I... Where's Tigger? I, That's what I want to know. I reckon. I reckon when Christopher knew when Christopher Robin knew Winnie and Piglet. They were basically kids as well, but as they've grown up, they've grown taller kids and, in mask. And, and heavier. No, I, I think it's a budget thing. I think they're gonna try and. Oh, well, of course, of course, like, it's a budget. Gonna, thing. No, no, no. But I think, <laughs> I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna really try. I know. I don't think they've gone that clever. See, that's the thing. I think where you're coming from is like, how do we work around that? I think they're yeah. gonna just go. That's Winnie the fucking poo, and that's <laughs> doesn't matter. They have human hands. <laughs> It's very hard to grip stuff when you're winning the food because it's just oh dear. <laughs> oh, Dan so, just said anything with pillow party in the name. Well, Dan's so right. Dan's so on the same wavelength. You when you're 67, like me and Dan, right? You will be there as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, dr- um, I don't want to see your search history. <laughs> I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, both of those films, actually. I I think, I'm, weird, uh, I'm weirdly looking forward to it as well. I know it's going to be shit. I know it's going to be shit, but it's, it's you know... Is that a know. film you get an invite to, do you think? At cinema? Uh, or... It's an interesting question. I don't think so, because I reckon it wouldn't have had the reach. It might be showing in, in London, but... Coming soon to Sundance. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> London Film Festival. <laughs> the um... most extraordinary film that the critics are <laughs> raving about. Oh my it God, apparently be. they're talking about a sequel already. Yeah. Well, it's done it's well. It's, it's, it's going to have money, Eeyore, Eeyore and Tigger in it, isn't it? It's got oh, I'd lo- I want to see Eeyore. Oh, I want to see Tigger. Eeyore. <laughs> Eeyore is like, oh. oh, oh it won't death. be, though, will it? Don't give them ideas. They'll just steal them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, okay. I mean, it has 6% of Rotten Tomatoes. So... That is amazing. What? I'm quite looking forward to that. Anything 5 6% all over it. So... Next week's film, we should be doing the Conjuring Three. Oh fuck! That'll be the last one, though, won't it? It'll be the last and one. Then, we'll and then, and then we're on the Chucky run, aren't we? Are we on Chucky yeah. run next? Yeah. Oh, is that is that was that from last week? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, oh, thank I've got, fuck! I've got the seven <laughs> here ready to go. Okay. Okay, so we'll do Conjuring Three next week, and then move can't on we just bunk it off? I could give you a quick review right now. <laughs> we have zero, we have zero, zero out of ten. ten. Zero we out of ten. ten. <laughs> we have to have a climax of this disastrous franchise. <laughs> Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah, Conjuring yeah. Three. Fine. Okay. <laughs> so, if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, it's the Bones Horror Pod. Um, Instagram's the same, I think. Jess, isn't it? Yeah. Email us at the bones horror pod at gmail.com. Um, and this was our episode 100, which is amazing. I think we're nearly at three years been doing this now. Um, and it's been a pleasure. I think we're going out every fortnight now, if that's okay. Mm. So we're have next week off, and if I can have all your trailers this time, that'd be great. Um, yeah, so we're uh. See you all next week, then. Goodbye. Bye.
Hold on. So we're on 